Welcome to Never End the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Connor. I'm Jeff. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. So we just got off the Clockstoppers train. What a beautiful train it was. We got off the Clockstoppers BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking about a tandem BMX bike. I was about to say all BMX bikes are tandem. That's what the pegs are for. They showed <laughs> us that doing, in the movie. Yeah, not for doing cool tricks, just to have your friends stand on your bike. Because <laughs> your neighborhood could only afford one bike. Hot girlfriend stand on the back of your bike. Hot foreign girlfriend. Remember, Fuck she man. just she just transferred here. I, I, She's I vulnerable. So much more appreciate the context of... Um, her saying make it so number one knowing that motherfucking Jonathan Frakes directed that movie I forgot about what Tepper just mentioned though again that they do act someone in the movie says like ooh like she's new here she's vulnerable and you're just like this is fucking predatory yeah. like why does like, the first word that comes to mind when I think of a teenage girl isn't vulnerable yeah because they have that whole discussion because they re- uh, he read that magazine or whatever and he, the whole Jeff. guide to picking up foreign chicks Jeff, you've got it all wrong. It's it's not because she's a high school girl that she's vulnerable. It's because she's an immigrant. <laughs> They're vulnerable by design. Of course. How, how could I have forgotten? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Clockstoppers was uh, it was it was a it was an experience. Um, a treat for all ages. Yeah, like there were. Good parts. They were, were really there... bad parts. I think were... that it's like our Gilgamesh in that it really, uh, it's a, it's a story that that tells you a lot about the people who made the story. If you know what I mean. Mm. And the people who made the story thought that thought thought that paintball guns and BMX bikes were fucking rad, man. I really yeah. want a kids movie now, though. Where like. Most people are, yeah, using, like, the gimmick gun. Like, oh, yeah, like, frozen, like, paintballs will, like, slow people down who have been sped up. And then, like, the the bad guy just pulls out a gun at some point. It's just like, yeah, of course we still had these. So, we know that paper follows the rules in that, like, when you throw paper over your shoulder, it, it stops in time. And paintballs don't follow the rules. Because was it something? Did they say something in the movie like it was about how much like energy the thing had? No, they just no. ignore that. It's, okay, it's if you're in contact with a thing when you go hyper time, it gains that property vaguely. <laughs> it's like, questionable how the this whole system works. So like we see, um, we see them like when they're rummaging through the guy's house. They, like, throw his shit around the room, and it just stays, like, frozen in the air, right? Yeah, but, the papers, like, yeah, yeah because they weren't in contact with it before they went hyper-time. It's, it's perfect uh, internal logic. There's perfect consistency. And the, the van was hyper-timed. Yeah, because they hyper-timed, tur- like, they turned on the van, hyper-time, drove the van... And why doesn't the planet go into hypertime if they're just standing on the ground? Perfect. No, no, no. It's um, <laughs> it's uh, what what's um, 
Kitty from X Men. What's her last name? Kitty Pride. Shadow, Shadow Cat. Cat. Yeah. It's uh, it's Shadow Cat rules. It's everything you're touching except for things that would make it really inconvenient for the writers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. I always just like to think she hops all the time. Like, yeah. and she often does. To be fair, she hops through walls. But yeah, it's very much. She is not. She is a worse example of of consistency than this movie, surprisingly. And like Danny Phantom gets away with it because on the list of his powers, it's walk through walls, disappear, and fly. Right. He's like much more flying than the other guys. And intangibility. Right. Those. So that's hand all in just. Hand. That's just all like racial traits of ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, this movie is better than the one about a talking skateboard. So there's that. Fuck, what movie's about what a talking skateboard? That? I don't remember. What I it's don't called. want to know. Oh, I, I know what because... movie you're talking about. Yeah. Fuck. It, it's not. It's not a talking cat, which is the title of a movie. Yeah, that is a different movie. Can we just not like? I'm okay. The skateboard knowing... kid. That's it. <sighs> what is? That's so not it's... a very original title. No, no, but it's about a talking skateboard. Well, I guess in theory it's about the kid. Okay, I just want to be incredibly clear here. <laughs> is it about a, a skateboard that is in some way anthropomorphized, or yes. does it just talk? Like, no, you know how, like, intelligent D and D items. It is like, in some way. It is in some way anthropomorphized, and I will leave that to your imagination. Right. Okay. Okay. My no, persona is a skateboard. That's a really good entry for the hipster fursona game. <laughs> See, like, what would be... I'm going to spoil a bit of it. What would have been way better is if the talking part of the skateboard was, like, the deck design on the bottom. That If it was just something on that that, that talked, that would be great. Oh, god damn it. That's no, it's what I way was more picturing uncomfortable. And, and the fact that it's not that makes me want to be involved in this entire conversation even less. <laughs> Now the you know how I felt. Is very uncomfortable. It's very, very much is. Uh, is it the part with my with my foot on it? I imagine it's the you know that Death Grips video where they make <laughs> they they wave a shoe around and make it look like the shoe's talking to the song. Yeah, I imagine the boards like plywood like splits apart and it talks from like one end. Oh jeez, I feel like there's no way that this movie could have been made recently enough that the CGI would be good enough to do that. Uh, You'd be right. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly practical, I think. Yeah, I think it was like a late 90s movie. 93. Early 90s. Oh, and there's, early a, 90s. And there's a sequel. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> be still my beating heart. Man, the 90s was an interesting time in cinema. Yeah. Just a lot of really weird stuff happened in Hollywood in the 90s. Let, let's get back to Clockstoppers. Um... I I like similar to what I was talking about in the um a bit in the, in the uh body of the intermission and or not intermission Jesus sorry uh of the episode is this movie is just 2000s as fuck like um it just has a such a similar feel uh like the example I gave is um was it codename Cody Banks 
Agent Cody, Cody Banks. I always mess that up. You really do. His uh, actual name was Cody Banks, making that his code name also would have been stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or True. way too intelligent. He's like, we, okay, so who can we rule out in, on our big list of who codename Cody Banks might be? Well, certainly Agent Cody Banks couldn't be codename <laughs> Cody Banks. We can just cross that one off the list right now. <laughs> no one would uh, be that stupid. But like this movie has just such a similar, ha- like such a similar feel to how I remember that movie. And I'm sure there there must have been like a couple others like similar. Like as I never heard of Clockstoppers before this, but um, like so, other movies in that era, like all the same. It feels very 2006 or earlier to me because like when you get into 2007, 2008, you get into the like beginnings of the Obama era and, and a lot of it, a lot of the media has a different tone around that time. Whereas the like early 2000s is just so like kind of like high on the smell of its own farts, but like in a different way than the 80s was. Like, it's really clear that, like, the people who were making this movie thought that, like, the stuff that goes on in this movie was really fucking cool. (laughs) Paintball guns, BMX bikes. He rides his bike through a building and crashes through a window in hyper time. Like, I think if you would have talked to them, they would have said, like, no, obviously these are all objectively cool things. Yeah, and like I uh, like I wonder how much like focus testing went into this of like okay, okay, we we're going to have we're going to capture the kid audience and we're going to like uh BMX bikes. Yeah, kids like BMX bikes, right? Yeah, yeah. Paintball guns. Kids like paintball guns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh stopping time. Yeah, that's cool. Like Blink 182. Yeah, kids love Blink 182. Uh, like, immigrants. <laughs> uh, kids love preying on immigrants. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like I just find it kind of interesting like having all these all these movies coming out within 2-3 years of each other that all just have like such a similar feeling to them if you know what I mean. Uh like I mean like I basically guessed the the A plot of Clockstoppers just because I had seen, you know, Spy Kids and uh uh Agent Cody Banks, like, it's just like they're just so similar. No, it's, it's code name Cody Banks. Don't, don't don't you don't you fucking do that. His code name <laughs> is Old Man. <laughs> don't you fucking do that. <laughs> They'll never fucking figure that one out. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> you get it because he's he's a kid. Ha, so ha. old man, right? Like. No, I remember there was a scene in in that movie where he goes to a party with glasses that can see through clothes, and he starts uh, looking at the girls at the thing, and then they turn off that feature on his glasses. Why have that feature? That is how how X-ray vision works in every single movie. (laughs) I guess to look at dongs. Like, they're like, no, you can't look at the girls, but give all the guys an ocular pat. But, uh, well, like, like originally he was, he was using the glasses to see, like, the guns on the security guards and stuff like that. And then he was, like, looking at, yeah, the women and stuff like that. Clockstoppers is one of my, like, favorite examples of, like, showing an understanding of physics and then com- demonstrating a complete lack of like second level understanding. 
It's like, if you go really fast, things seem like they slow down. And you're like, yes, okay, cool. You get it, relativity. And you're like, okay, so if I speed up my atoms, I stop time. And you're like, no, you you catch fire. <laughs> like, definitely no, fire no, 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 way no. before. You, you stop time, Spencer. That's how it works, right? I don't know. A uh, 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 movie like logic, like it's the same thing with that. Like there's that NCIS, NCIS episode where they're like getting hacked, and they both start like two characters start typing on the same keyboard to counter the hack, and then another character comes in and just unplugs the computer and goes problem solved. I mean, did he unplug the right computer? I, I don't know. Unplugging the computer is more effective than two people typing on the same keyboard. It's true. Assuming that, assuming you're unplugging the computer that is being directly accessed. Or the computer that has two people typing on it, because they're probably doing more harm than good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you just walk up and you unplug it, you go like, stop it. (laughs) I don't know why you're doing this. Speaking of, of hi-fi sci-fi. Like, with the whole the whole siren sequence was like, is this a horror movie now? Almost got the feeling that they were pulling a bit of a forest gum. Kill your frog. Yeah, then yeah, just, like, he didn't need to kill the frog. Like, what a jerk. Tepper's got a type. It's wet women. Wet white women. <laughs> they lacked, like, the depth. Torture. Oh, okay, then, yeah. T- put me on the torture log. And then it's just like the final one is the KKK, and it's like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I just think they were, they were being efficient. They were washing their clothes and their bodies at the same time. Like, we yeah. should all look to them as an example of environmentalism. Yeah, the soundtrack yeah, yeah. of this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. Like merging the two mythologies kind of into one. <laughs> the dude's a total psycho. That ain't my culture. <laughs> yes. Again, like not necessarily a conflict, but it introduces like a change. It was, it's a really beautiful movie to look at. No one should hate cows. Cows are very good at being tasty. Hey, oh. That too. Uh, Death grapes lyrics. <laughs> oh, I'd watch. Like I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd watch it. <laughs> That's right. It's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, brother. So please watch along, and when the episode comes out, send us any questions or comments you have to contact at downloadablezebras.com or message us on Twitter at DLZebra or search for Downloadable Zebras on Facebook. And as always, you can find us on downloadablezebras.com, and a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.